Section 12 of According to Promise. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Simon Wainwright. According to Promise by Charles Spurgeon. Section 12. The Lord's Promise, the Rule of His Giving. And the Lord gave Solomon wisdom as He promised him. First Kings chapter 5, verse 12. How the Lord wrought wisdom in Solomon I do not know, but He promised that He would give him wisdom, and He kept His word. The more you think of this, the more remarkable will the fact appear. Solomon was not born under the most hopeful circumstances for wisdom. As the darling child of a somewhat aged father, he was highly likely to be spoiled. As a young man who came to the throne before he was at all fitted for it in the course of nature, he was very likely to have made great blunders and mistakes. As a man of strong animal passions, which in the end overpowered him, he seemed more likely to prove a profligate than a philosopher. As a person possessing great wealth, unlimited power, and unvarying prosperity, he had little of that trying experience by which men acquire wisdom who were his teachers who taught him to be wise his penitent mother may have set before him much of sound morality and religion but she could never have imparted to him the eminent degree of wisdom which raised him above all other men and set him upon the pinnacle of renown he knew more than others, and therefore could not have borrowed his wisdom from them. Sages sat at his feet, and his fame brought pilgrims from the ends of the earth. None could have been his tutors, since he surpassed them all. How did this man rise to absolute preeminence in wisdom, so as to make his name throughout all time the synonym for a wise man. It is a very mysterious process, this creation of a master mind. Who shall give a young man wisdom? You can impart knowledge to him, but not wisdom. No tutor, no master, no divine can give another man wisdom. He has much ado to get a little of it for himself. Yet God gave solomon largeness of heart as the sands of the sea and wisdom unrivaled for god can do all things by operations known only to himself the lord produced in the young king a capacity for observation reasoning and prudent action seldom if ever equalled we have often admired the wisdom of solomon I invite you still more to admire the wisdom of Jehovah, by whom Solomon's marvelous 
genius was produced. The reason why the Lord wrought this wonder upon Solomon was because he had promised to do it, and he is sure to keep his word. Many another text would serve my turn as well as this one, for all I desire to bring out of it is this, that whatever God has promised to any one, he will surely give it to him. Whether it be wisdom to Solomon or grace to my reader, if the Lord has made the promise, he will not allow it to be a dead letter. The God who performed his word in this very remarkable instance where the matter was so entirely beyond human power and was surrounded with such disadvantageous circumstances will accomplish his promise in other cases however difficult and mysterious the process of performance may be god will always keep his word to the letter yea he will usually go beyond what the letter seems to mean in this instance while he gave solomon wisdom he also added to him riches and a thousand other things which did not appear in the compact seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you he who makes promises about infinite blessings will throw in everyday things as if they were a small account and were given in as a matter of course like the grocer's paper and string with which he packs up your purchases from the case of solomon and thousands of a similar kind we learn first that the rule of god's giving is as he has promised the page of history sparkles with instances the lord promised to our fallen parents that the seed of the woman should bruise the serpent's head behold that wondrous seed of the woman has appeared and gotten for himself and for us the glorious victory of our redemption in the fulfillment of that one promise we have security for the keeping of all the rest when god promised to noah that entering into the ark he would be safe he found it so not one of those innumerable waves which destroyed the antediluvian world could break into his place of safety when god said to abraham that he would give him a seed in a land which should be the possession of that seed it seemed impossible but abraham believed god and in due time rejoiced to behold isaac and to see in him the promised heir when the lord promised to jacob that he would be with him and do him good he kept his word and gave him the deliverance for which he wrestled at the brook jabbok that long slumbering promise that the seed of israel should possess the land which flowed with milk and honey it did seem as if it would never be accomplished when the tribes were reduced to slavery in egypt 
and Pharaoh held them with iron grip and would not let them go. But God, who undertook for his people, brought them out with a high hand and with a stretched out arm on the very day in which he promised to rescue them. He divided the Red Sea also, and he led his people through the wilderness, for he assured them that he would do so. He clave the Jordan in twain, and he drove out the Canaanites before his people, and gave to Israel the land for their inheritance, even as he had promised. The histories of the Lord's faithfulness are so many that time would fail us to repeat them all. God's words have always in due time been justified by God's acts. God has dealt with men according to his promise. Whenever they have taken hold upon the promise and said, Do as thou hast said, God has responded to the plea and proved it is no vain thing to trust him. Throughout all time it has been God's unvarying rule to keep his word to the letter and to the moment. This is big talk, says one. Then we will descend to smaller talk. It is God's way to keep his promise to each individual. We ourselves are living witnesses that God forgets not his word. Tens of thousands of us can testify that we have trusted in him and have never been confounded. I was once a broken-hearted sinner, cowering down beneath the black cloud of almighty wrath, guilty and self-condemned, and I felt that if I were banished forever from Jehovah's presence, I could not say a word against the justice of the sentence. When I read in his word, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. I went to him, trembling. I resolved to test his promise. I acknowledged my transgressions unto the Lord, and he forgave the iniquity of my sin. I am telling no idle tale for the deep restful peace which came to my heart in the moment of forgiveness was such that it seemed as if I had begun a new life, as indeed I had. This is how it came about. I heard one Sabbath day a poor man speak upon that promise, Look unto me, and be ye saved, all ye ends of the earth. I could not understand how a mere look to Christ could save me. It seemed too simple an act to effect so great a result. But as I was ready to try anything, I looked, I looked to Jesus. It was all I did. It was all I could do. I looked unto him who is set forth as the propitiation for sin, and in a moment I saw that I was reconciled to God. I saw that if Jesus suffered in my stead, I could not suffer too, and that if he bore all my sin, I had no more sin to bear. 
my iniquity must be blotted out if jesus bore it in my stead and suffered all its penalty with that thought there came into my spirit a sweet sense of peace with god through jesus christ my lord the promise was true and i found it to be so it happened some six and thirty years ago but i have never lost the sense of that complete salvation which i then found nor have i lost that peach which so sweetly dawned upon my spirit since then i have never relied in vain upon a promise of god i have been placed in positions of great peril have known great need have felt sharp pain and have been weighted with incessant anxieties but the lord has been true to every line of his word and when i have trusted him he has carried me through everything without a failure i am bound to speak well of him and i do so to this i set my hand and seal without hesitation or reserve the experience of all believers is to much the same effect we began our new lives of joy and peace by believing the promise-making god and we continue to live in the same manner a long list of fulfilled promises is present to our happy memories awakening our gratitude and confirming our confidence we have tested the faithfulness of our god year after year in a great many ways but always with the same result we have gone to him with promises of the common things of life relating to daily bread and raiment and children and home and the lord has dealt graciously with us we have resorted to him concerning sickness and slander and doubt and temptation and never has he failed us in little things he has been mindful of us even the hairs of our head have been numbered when it appeared very unlikely that the promise could be kept it has been fulfilled with remarkable exactness we have been broken down by the falseness of man but we have exalted and do exalt the truthfulness of god it brings the tears into our eyes to think of the startling ways in which jehovah our god has wrought to carry out his gracious promises thus far we prove that promise good which jesus ratified with blood still he is faithful wise and just and still in him believers trust let me freely speak to all who trust in the lord children of god has not your heavenly father been true to you is not this your constant experience that you are always failing but he never fails well said our apostle though we believe not he abideth faithful he cannot deny himself we may interpret divine language in its broadest sense and we shall find that the lord's promise is kept to the utmost of its meaning the rule of his giving is large and liberal the promise is a great vessel and the lord fills it to overflowing 
as the Lord in Solomon's case gave him, as he promised him, so will he in every instance, so long as the world standeth, O reader, believe the promise, and thus prove yourself to be an inheritor of it. May the Holy Spirit lead you thus to do, for Jesus' sake. End of section 12 Recording by Simon Wainwright